0: Hello and welcome to the Revival Radio Show and Podcast. Revival is a place where you can come to encounter and ponder truth. In this show, we are going to be exploring the rich abundance of truth that the Catholic Church has to offer in all her wisdom. My name is Tara Lauderdale, and every show I will be reading an excerpt from spiritual books, church councils, writings from the saints, and more, and then offering a brief commentary on what I've read. This is so we can have the opportunity to hear and contemplate truth, and then allow this truth to penetrate into our daily lives so that we can become imitators of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the show. welcome to revival i am your host tara lauderdale today we're going to jump into i think a pretty important topic for those of us who are christians and desiring to follow jesus and it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm not going to tell you what the topic is we're going to pray first let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen come holy spirit Lord God, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord, for always making yourself known to us, for pursuing us, calling us out of ourselves to be in relationship with you. Help us, Lord, to respond to you even when we enter into periods of dryness or aridity When prayer becomes difficult, we just ask, Lord, that you would pour out upon us special graces of perseverance. That we might be able to continue to follow you no matter what, Lord. Thank you for the graces that you're already pouring out upon us. And please send forth your Holy Spirit anew into each of our hearts. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus, our King and Savior. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're going to tackle a pretty fun topic, in my opinion. The book is called Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement. And I know, that just doesn't sound so fun. But I think it's fun. And you're probably wondering, but Tara, why? Why, Tara, what's so fun about spiritual discouragement? Well, what's fun about, well... Spiritual discouragement isn't fun, but what's fun about discussing this topic is that we have to acknowledge that when we are trying to follow Jesus, trying to cultivate our interior lives, our prayer lives, we're going to just bump up against weakness and poverty on our part, not on the Lord's part, on our part. The Lord is always pursuing us, always revealing himself to us, but also the Lord is so good and so merciful to us that he even allows there to be dryness, difficulties in prayer, distractions. He allows for it because he wants us to fall in love with him and not to fall in love with the consolations and the gifts that he offers to us in prayer or in the sacraments, but he wants us to be so in love with him him and not necessarily with what he can give us and so he's so good to us by allowing us to go through difficult times in our interior lives because he's trying to strengthen us he's trying to help us to grow in faith he's trying to help us grow in hope and charity he's trying to help us love him for the sake of loving him and to learn how to pursue him always Just as he pursues us. Because if we really think about it, we often don't pay attention to him. We ignore him. We treat him like a genie, whatever it is, but he still pursues us. And in the same way, our Lord wants to show us how to have that disinterested love, that love that still pursues, still seeks, even when we aren't receiving anything in return. So I'm pulling from this book, and I love this book. I really have only read it through once. And I read it during my, I think my first year at MIT in Boston. It could have been my first or second year. I mean, I only spent two years there, so it really doesn't matter. Either way, I went through a period of time, I'm pretty sure it's my first year, <laughs> when you just kind of can sometimes hit a wall and basically that wall is so good. It's a wall that also is simultaneously a furnace because my spiritual life was really, really purified my two years that I was at MIT. It was really purified my first year at Towson, but the purification at MIT was, yeah, it was there. So needless to say, I was visiting this church in downtown Boston it was right across the river from MIT and I don't even remember it's so funny I can't even remember the name of the church and I went there all the time to pray oh now I remember yep there it is it was Saint Clements Saint Clements and it was a perpetual adoration Not even a chapel. It was a sanctuary. It was a sanctuary where they have perpetual adoration. And I hung out there a lot. And I went to spiritual direction there. And it was super awesome. And that church is run by a particular religious order. And I believe they're called the Oblites of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And anyway, they're... I don't know if he's their founder. I think he's their founder. Gosh, you all are just going to have to majorly fact check me. I'm not trying to talk about these things necessarily. I'm going to get to the meat, but I got to give you guys context. So anyway, I'm going to be reading this book, Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement, is by Father Timothy Gallagher, who's part of that religious order that I just mentioned. And he's also written a book on discernment of spirits and then also discernment of spirits within marriage. So he's written quite a few books. They're pretty solid, pretty small, pretty easy to read. And... This book, Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement, is based upon, I'm pretty sure he's the founder of the Oblites, Um, regardless whether or not he's the founder. This book is based upon Venerable Bruno Lanteri's uh, spiritual doctrine, I guess, in a nutshell. So it comes from, this book is inspired by some of the writings he gave uh, from these These quotations that I'm going to share with you all today come from letters that he wrote in spiritual direction. Some were to men and women who are lay people. Some of these quotes come from his personal spiritual notes. Others come from programs for the spiritual life which he composed for himself or for other people. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to read quotations from Venerable Bruno Lanteri and then I'm going to read what Father Gallagher writes about that so his own commentary on those writings and then we'll just talk about it today so anyway hopefully all you need to know is i'm reading a book overcoming spiritual discouragement by father timothy gallagher that's all you gotta know that's what i'm pulling from today and it's so good and when i was looking through the chapters the chapter that stuck out to me today that we're going to be glancing through is chapter three. We're going to be looking through chapter three, and the title of this chapter is Living the Day with Jesus. Isn't that just such a wonderful title? Isn't that exactly what we want to do? We want to live the day with Jesus. So I'm going to read off various quotations from Venerable Bruno, and I hope it's okay that I called him that, Venerable Bruno. Uh, And then I'll just talk about it and it's going to be super awesome because as i was perusing through this chapter i realized that my booty's also going to get kicked while i record and that's so exciting cuz i love when the holy spirit kicks my butt while i'm recording radio shows so here we go chapter 3 living the day with jesus this is what venerable bruno says god has placed me in this state of life in this and no other i must serve him and be saved all the circumstances and events in my state of life such as the different characters of the persons with whom i interact the events that take place the times and places in which these occur reveal the order of providence through which the lord has willed to work my salvation i must adapt myself to all these things and not think that i can force them to adapt themselves to me And so I will try always to adapt to these with peace and joy of heart, confident that God knows better than I what is best for me. Okay, before I even say anything about what Father Gallagher says about that, I think that is so wonderful and so important. And it's something that I myself am even struggling with right now, which is why I chose this chapter because this was the first paragraph and I thought, oh boy, yes, okay, I guess we have to talk about that today. So it's this recognition, what Venerable Bruno is talking about, is that God has placed us in the particular places of life that we are in for a reason. The people we encounter, the circumstances, the events, they are all for some reason. And they are the means by which God is working out our salvation. And it's not up to us to try to change these circumstances But we're actually called to adapt to all of these things. And to adapt to these things with peace and joy, believing that God knows what's best. And it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. But I think this is what's at the heart of this chapter. I think it's interesting that this chapter on living the day with Jesus begins with acceptance of our state in life. It begins with acceptance in our state in life, that God knows what's best for me. That my encounters and circumstances, events, whatever's happening in my life, that's what God is giving to me to work out my salvation. And Father Gallagher, what's interesting is, I think it it says... That he wrote this to a married woman. And he voices this conviction of faith to guide her. He says that the people in your life, the places in your life, your circumstances, they reveal the order of providence. And so it's enough for us to desire holiness, to desire closeness with God, to desire eternal life. If we have all of that... If we, if our hearts desire holiness, closeness with God, eternal life, we are already being given everything that we need to progress towards those, is what Venerable Bruno is saying. And Father Gallagher writes under this quotation saying, Open your heart to your husband, to your wife, to your children, to your daily tasks, to your work, to your life in the parish, to your community. Love these people in these circumstances. And then he adds this quotation from St. Edith Stein, Whatever did not fit in with my plan did lie within the plan of God. I have an ever deeper and firmer belief that nothing is an accident when seen in the light of God, that my whole life, down to the smallest details, has been marked out for me in the plan of divine providence and has a completely coherent meaning in God's all-seeing eyes. So in other words, we have to begin by accepting our states in life and trusting and knowing that God wants what's best for us and that he gives these things to us because he is working out our salvation. He's making us holy. I'm going to read another section. This is the next quotation. So, This book consists of a number of quotations. I believe Father Gallagher in his introduction said there's 114. I'm reading from quotation number 58, and then I'll just keep reading off the numbers after that. So number 58 says, "...let him walk at the pace that God wishes in all his spiritual practices, however holy they may be, and neither hurry ahead nor hold back from this rate of progress." and these are the words of those were the words of Venerable Bruno and Father Gallagher adds on we should neither hurry ahead trying to do more and go faster than God wants with all the strain this involves nor hold back delaying vacillating when we sense God calling us to the next step a serene confidence thus enters our spiritual lives when we walk at the pace that God wishes for our spiritual practices so to live the day with Jesus We've just first acknowledged that we have to accept our state in life. And then the second piece of encouragement that Venerable Bruno gives to us is that we have to walk at the pace that God wishes for us in our spiritual practices. We should not hurry ahead of what God wants to do, but we also shouldn't lag behind. We should strive to be at the pace that God wants for us. I think it's that simple. And I'll just say for the rest of this radio show, all of these quotations are going to be really simple. They're going to be little nuggets of wisdom, and it's going to be great. I'm probably not going to offer very profound commentary. I just want to read to you all what Venerable Bruno says because he's so awesome. All right, number 59, he says, I will take a sure part, and that is to urge you to begin each day, leaving the past to the mercy of the Lord, and the future to his divine providence. In the meantime, consider every day that the good God has entrusted you with a mission. In regard to temporal matters, never let anything trouble you, and the same with respect to your faults, taking care to counter them immediately by an act of love of God. Be attentive to practice the virtues of patience and gentleness. You can make a special examination on this in the evening and at midday. So beautiful. So he's saying that to begin to live the day with Jesus, we have to start by leaving the past to the mercy of the Lord. So we just have to surrender all of it to the mercy of God, especially those things that burden us and worry us and weigh down upon us. And then those things that we are, of course, always so tempted to think about during the day, the worries of the future, he says we just have to totally entrust to divine providence. And we have to really fully enter into every day trusting that God has given us a certain mission to fulfill. And Venerable Bruno goes on to encourage us to not be troubled by temporal matters or to be troubled by our faults but instead to continuously make an act of love to God and to strive to be patient and gentle, especially. Such great advice. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I'm just soaking this up as I read this to you all. And he, Father Gallagher, will go on to quote underneath this section, two of my favorite saints. One quotation comes from St. John Vianney, who says, Our faults are grains of sand. Beside the mountain of the mercy of God. So that quotation is offered to help us truly do what Venerable Bruno is encouraging us, which is to leave the past to the mercy of God. And then St. John Henry Newman is quoted saying, I do not ask to see the distant scene one step enough for me. So it's very poetic. He's just saying, I just take everything one step at a time. And I entrust all to divine providence. That is what we are encouraged to do. Okay, number 60. This is what Venerable Bruno says Way of carrying out the actions of every day. Regarding the manner of carrying out our daily actions, we follow the only one pleasing to God and proposed to us by the eternal Father, that is, the imitation of God's own Son who made himself a servant so as to be the model of his servants. In every action, then, we keep Jesus Christ before our eyes, taking him as our companion and model, and seeking to imitate him in the most perfect way, both outwardly and inwardly, together with the example of the Most Blessed Virgin. In this way, with the intercession of Mary, we become ever more like the image of Jesus, which we must impress upon our souls. Okay, and I am going to read the commentary from Father Gallagher because it's very good. He says, You began the day with prayer. Now you are immersed in the thousand activities of the day. One task follows another. Emails require responses. Phone calls must be made. You need to drive for an errand. Household tasks, projects at work, family concerns, financial issues, doctor's appointments. The day unfolds in the midst of these many activities and preoccupations. How do you live them? How do you handle them? Is there a way to live them in union with Jesus? To remain united with Jesus in the midst of this activity? Venerable Bruno addresses this question with his habitual practicality. In this quotation and the next, he traces a faithful way of carrying out the actions of every day. As always with Bruno, the approach is simple, practical, and rich. Just stay close to Jesus in each action. Does that seem lovely but too generic to be of help? Venerable Bruno immediately provides in the next few selections a simple, concrete way of doing this, of living each action with Jesus. This way involves how we begin each action, how to carry it out, and how we conclude it. If further... Look to the example of and seek the intercession of Mary, we will be strengthened in this effort. Okay, so in other words, Father Gallagher is saying, Great, stay tuned. Venerable Bruno is going to give you more advice about how to continue to practically live out your day. And I'm going to read just one more section before we close up this segment. And Then we'll continue onward in the next segment, just really diving deep into how we continue to live the day with Jesus. This next section says, And the better to succeed in this undertaking, we undertake always to begin the action not impetuously, but with faith. That is, with a peaceful look of faith toward Jesus, our model. We clothe ourselves in his spirit and unite ourselves to his will in order to act as he would have done in similar circumstances. And then Father Gallagher comments on this quotation by saying, You are about to leave home for work. You are beginning a time of study. You are setting out to go shopping. You are heading to church for an activity. You are beginning to prepare supper, or starting any significant activity of the day. How do you begin this activity? Not impetuously, but with faith. That is, not unreflectively, simply carried along by the flow of the day, but with faith. As you walk out the door toward the car, as you sit down to begin your study, as you walk across the parking lot to the church, as you put on the apron, simply lift your spiritual gaze to Jesus, clothing yourself in his spirit and uniting yourself to his will. This adds no time to the activity, but it changes everything. I think that's a great place to leave us to prepare us for our next segment, but I love that Venerable Bruno and then with Father Gallagher's commentary, I love that they're both saying that it's so simple to live the day with Jesus. It's so simple. It involves leaving the day, leaving the past to God's mercy, entrusting the future to divine providence. And then recognizing that in the present moment, we've been given a mission by God to fulfill this day. He invites us not to be troubled by temporal matters. And to not be troubled by our own faults and our own weaknesses. But instead to entrust everything to God. And furthermore, he's saying that we should strive to keep Jesus before our eyes. As we begin all the actions of each day. So all of our daily actions, we should seek to please God. We should seek to imitate Jesus. And we can do that by keeping the image of Jesus always before our eyes and by making sure that when we begin a task or our next activity, we're lifting our spiritual gaze to Jesus, acknowledging his presence, asking to glorify him in our undertaking, seeking to do his will, We have to turn our gaze to his and then trust that he's with us and that he is walking through the day with us. So this is just to get started with today's segment. I'm excited. I'm learning a lot. I hope you are too. And when we come back, we're going to just keep talking about how to live the day with Jesus. I think we're off to a really awesome start. You have been listening to Revival with Tara (music) Lauderdale. Hello, you are listening to Revival with Tara Lauderdale, and today we have been chatting about spiritual discouragement. Not exactly that topic, but we've been learning about living the day with Jesus from this book by Father Timothy Gallagher, Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement, and the quotations from this book, the inspiration from this book comes from Venerable Bruno Lanteri. And in our first segment, we just received a lot of great nuggets of wisdom about how to live the day with Jesus and truly how to surrender the past to his mercy, how to entrust the future to his divine providence. And in the last segment, we were beginning this discussion on, well, how do we actually live the day with Jesus? And thus far, Venerable Bruno has talked about how we ought to carry out our daily actions, and we should carry them out seeking to please God and seeking to imitate his son, Jesus. And in our last, and one of the last points that we made was that when we begin a new action of the day, We are beginning it with a peaceful look of faith towards Jesus. We're keeping our minds and our hearts oriented towards Jesus and striving to do our actions for his glory and for his praise. And not only that, but we had discussed how even from the start, so say we wake up, okay, we want to live the day with Jesus. Where do we start? We start by recognizing that God has placed us in no other state of life, but actually where we are right now in all of our circumstances, with all of the events, with all the people that we encounter, God has actually willed that for a reason and is actually working out those things for our good and for our salvation. And it's up to us to adapt to those things with peace and with faith that God is leading us, that he's guiding us, and that he is desiring what is good and what is best for us. And then after that, Venerable Bruno says that once we've accepted those things, we've accepted our state in life, then we also have to accept where we are spiritually, and that we should neither try to hurry ahead of God, nor should we lag behind, but we should strive to go at the pace that God wills for us spiritually. And then we began to talk about how as I've just mentioned, we strive to leave the past to the mercy of God. We strive to entrust the future to divine providence. And we recognize that each day has with it a mission. We are entrusted with a specific mission. And not only that, but we should not let temporal matters trouble us. And we should also not let our faults trouble us. But instead, we should be attentive to cultivating patience and gentleness And just acknowledging that God is with us and that he is looking after us. And then we just briefly begin to talk about how to carry out those actions. Again, pleasing God in imitation of Jesus. And then striving to begin each action with a simple look of faith towards Jesus. We're spiritually gazing upon him before we begin every action. Okay, so... This is going, we're then going to continue. We're going to keep this thought going of, well, how do we go about doing our daily tasks with Jesus? Because alas, we are all busy people. We all have a lot of things on our plates, but that doesn't mean that we should live our days without Jesus. And that doesn't mean that we forget Jesus or that we no longer acknowledge his presence. In fact, actually, we're called to unite ourselves to Jesus in and through the daily action and tasks of our day. Because if we didn't, then we would never acknowledge Jesus. We would never recognize his presence. We would never speak to him or listen to him. But this is what we are called to, especially as lay people, how to enter into intimacy with Jesus in the midst of our daily activities. So number 62 of the quotations offered in this book is this. We carry out the action not indifferently, but with affection, with frequent, peaceful, and serenely confident glances of the heart towards Jesus. So I will, re- I will repeat that one more time. We carry out the action not indifferently, but with affection, with frequent, peaceful, and serenely confident glances of the heart towards Jesus. Okay, so what Father Gallagher says about this quotation is this, you are working on the project as the morning unfolds. You are in the midst of preparing supper, you are doing the shopping, and from time to time, you lift your heart to Jesus with peace and trust. Again, everything changes. You are not alone. You are with Jesus. Father Gallagher continues, I remember reading the life of St. Mary of the Incarnation. When she was a girl, one day she watched her mother as she went about her daily tasks and saw that her lips were moving silently as she worked, praying in communion with God. As I write this, I hear afresh the call to live this way. We carry out the action with affection, with frequent, peaceful, and serenely confident glances of the heart towards Jesus. So in other words, when we go about our tasks during the day, we switch from task to task, shopping, preparing dinner, Going to run errands. This can be so transforming that as we enter into the next action, we are lifting our hearts towards God and just glancing towards him and acknowledging his presence, acknowledging that he's there with us. And that changes the whole day when we are doing things in union with God. Okay, and then how do we finish the action? Venerable Bruno says, We finish the action not abruptly, but with reflection. That is, with a brief look to see if the action was wholly according to the heart of Jesus or not, so as to thank our Lord or express our contrition. We set ourselves to do this always, whether it be a question of praying, acting, or enduring and suffering. Okay, and then Father Gallagher continues to offer commentary on this by writing, The morning's project is complete. You have returned from the errand. Supper is not ready. You conclude the action not abruptly, but with reflection. That is, with a brief look to see if the action was wholly according to the heart of Jesus. Again, this adds no time to the action, but it changes so much. With Jesus, you look briefly over the task. Was it done according to his heart? With love, with care, with patience? With attention to others? If so, thank Jesus. If not, ask forgiveness. What will happen if, with all our limitations, with all our remembering and forgetting, we sincerely try to begin, carry out, and finish the main actions of the day in this way? Okay, so I'm going to summarize it just, ag- I'm going to summarize it again. I'm going to keep repeating things at you all. I'm so sorry about that. But at the same time, I'm not because when you listen to a podcast or to a radio show, you kind of get lost in the words. And I just want to reiterate this again. So Venerable Bruno is teaching us how to live the day with Jesus. And we just finished reading about how you should begin, continue in, and end an action. So if we're going about our days, tasks, duties, responsibilities, whatever our days entail, we ought to do it like this. One, we should begin by recognizing that the only way that we should carry out our daily actions is by striving to please God and striving to imitate Jesus. And we're striving to do that and seeking to do that, especially through the example of the Blessed Virgin and by asking for her help and her prayers. So that's the first way. The second is we don't begin our actions impetuously, but we're beginning our actions with faith. We're striving to begin each action with peace by looking towards Jesus and uniting our wills to His. Next, we're not carrying out our actions indifferently, but we're actually striving to carry all of our actions out with intention, with affection. And with peaceful and confident glances towards Jesus, even as we are acting. And then the last thing we do is we reflect. Did I act according to the heart of Jesus? Or did I act against his heart? And so in other words, did I act with patience, with love, with care? And if I didn't, now I need to ask Jesus for forgiveness and I need to begin again. So that's so simple. It's so simple. It's this, it doesn't take any time. It's just really what all of this requires is intentionality and to not be distracted. A key reason why we don't acknowledge God throughout the day is really just because we're so distracted. We become distracted with noise or with things we're watching or things we're reading or things we're looking at. And we just stop being attentive to God. But the beautiful thing about living the day with Jesus is one, when we actually do all our actions with him, everything just has a deeper meaning and a greater purpose. And I think it's more fulfilling. And so we can actually let our days be transformed if we behave like this, if we trust that God has us where we're meant to be with our states of life. If we entrust the past to him, entrust the future to him, entrust our faults to him, entrust all of the temporal matters in our lives to him, do all that entrusting. (laughs) It requires a lot of entrusting and abandoning and surrendering. And then we seek to do all of our actions imitating him. We do our actions faithfully and intentionally, glancing up upon him as we do them and not doing them indifferently, but with affection and love for him, seeking to glorify him. And then after each action, we reflect. So I do that according to his heart and according to his will. And if so, we praise him. And if not, we ask for forgiveness. So simple, such a, so many simple steps. It's so fun. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. What happens if we act this way? What happens to our days? Not only, do I, not only do we live our days with Jesus, but something happens. And Venerable Bruno actually talks about the consequences of when we live our days like this. He says in number 64, The fruits that arise from this way of acting, this grace that we unceasingly ask of Jesus and Mary, consist in a great likeness to Jesus and union with him, in which lies our entire sanctification. To this end, we constantly seek to keep our memory from empty wandering and tranquilly fixed on Jesus, our mind accustomed to see and judge everything according to Jesus, and our will always peacefully united to Jesus. In short, in this way we always live in Jesus's company, we always speak with Jesus, We are always united with Jesus in our intentions and our actions and so become living copies of Jesus. Whoa, so awesome. Okay, what does Father Gallagher say about that? He says, living copies of Jesus. When we do this, we're always in Jesus' company. We're always speaking with Jesus. We're always united with Jesus in our intentions and our actions. This is a simple and easy way to live with Jesus in the actions of every day. Why would you not try this? (laughs) Okay. And then Venerable Bruno goes on to say in number 65, Thus Jesus becomes the sole treasure of our hearts. Jesus dwells in our hearts and we live in the heart of Jesus. Is there anything greater or more consoling than this? The answer is no. (laughs) No. Definitely not. There is someone who is there and who understands. That is what it is to live the day with Jesus. He's there. He sees us. He knows us. He loves us. And he understands. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to skip ahead to number 67 where Venerable Bruno says peace of heart a joyful spirit love of neighbor compassion for the sorrows of others goodness of heart patience forbearance with others a warm manner acceptance of others desires that are not of offense to God that is to be gentle and lowly of heart this is the character I propose to have and that I will continually ask of the sacred heart of Jesus and Mary And then I'm going to just skip ahead to number 71 at the end of this chapter, which says, Oh, how great a thing it is and how consoling to serve as an instrument to glorify God. Okay. So this is what I want to say about everything that I've talked about today. This is how we become saints. I think we can get really caught up believing that to become saints we have to set out to do some large endeavor, or we have to establish something, build something large and great and enduring, write something beautiful and powerful and different, or just be bigger and better and stand out above the rest. That's, I think, what we can perceive saints to be. And it makes sense because we read about the lives of the saints and. Many of them have done big things. It's true. But the thing is, what I love about Venerable Bruno's words is that they're so simple. And I think they're so similar to the doctrine of one of my favorite saints. One of my favorite saints? Of my favorite saint, St. Therese. And what's so great about Venerable Bruno is the simplicity and the practicality of holiness and that what i read today and i didn't read the whole chapter but what i read today in just a few quotations was that this is how we come this is how we become saints we become saints very simply by a lot of repetition by a lot of perseverance by a lot of patience with ourselves, and truly just through a lot of abandonment and surrender to God. And we have to do that over and over and over again. So what I named for how we should live the day with Jesus, we don't just do that one day. We don't just do that one day while we're feeling like it, or we don't just do it while we're on a retreat or... Our family is out of the house. We're actually called to live this way every single day. And that requires a lot of strength and a lot of courage and a lot of fortitude and persistence. To really, I mean even just the first quotation alone that I read that Venerable Bruno says about accepting our state in life. Because I think it can be really easy to get caught up in complaining. And thinking, okay, God, why do you have me here? This is not where I want to be. I want to be there. I want to get there. But actually, God is saying, no, but I but I have you right here. I have you right here and I want you to be here with me because this, this is where I'm going to make you holy. This is where I'm going to sanctify you. This is where I'm going to make you mine. I'm going to transform you. I'm going to set you free. But how often sometimes one of the hardest parts about striving to be holy is just accepting where God has us. Accepting where God has us and then just abandoning ourselves to him. That can be so difficult. But it's the first I don't think it's a surprise that that's that was the first quotation of this chapter was to begin to live my day with Jesus. I have to first accept that this is where Jesus has me. I have to first accept that this state of life is a free gift from God to me to make me holy. And then again, the second step of living the day with Jesus really is a is all surrender. It's all surrender. Can we surrender our past to God, entrusting all to his mercy, believing in his mercy? And can we actually have the surrender and abandonment to give him our whole future? And to say, I don't know what's next, God. I don't I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm headed. I don't know what you have for me. But I trust you. My future is yours. I think both of those steps alone, even without the steps on how to to live your actions for Jesus and with Jesus, I think those first steps alone of accepting your state in life and entrusting your past and your future to God are are steps that take a lot of courage. And I think we don't even realize half the time when we're not accepting the state of life that God has us in. And I think we can hold on really tightly to our past and be really afraid of the unknown of the future. And so those first two steps, yes, Venerable Bruno says them with simplicity. They're very practical, but I do want to let you all know, (laughs) not that it's harder than it sounds because the grace is provided by God, but that it requires a great deal of courage and faith and trust. So that's where we begin our days. We have to begin our days with a desire to abandon and a desire to surrender ourselves totally to God. And then I think those other actions, those other tips that Venerable Bruno offered to us about striving to imitate Jesus in all of our actions and striving to glance at him confidently and peacefully and serenely amidst our actions and reflecting upon what we've done. Did we do it according to the will of God or did we resist or did we sin or whatever it was and now asking for forgiveness. I think those tips are so good and so helpful, but I think what I really want to invite you all today is to focus on those first two steps. Accepting your state in life, And then being able to entrust your past and your future to God. Because I think, like I said, those take a great deal of courage. And we can't serenely and peacefully glance at Jesus with confidence throughout our days and in our actions if we don't actually trust that God has us and that where we are is actually what's best for us and that we can give our past and our future to God. Because if we can't give our past and our future to God then we can't give our present to God. That's just... So I. that's why I think it's so brilliant that Venerable Bruno starts there. So that's all I have for you today. Again, it wasn't super related to spiritual discouragement. It was more so related to how to go deeper in our spiritual lives by really beginning to live our days with Jesus. And I think what moved me today was just continuing to remember that... He has me where he wants me. And not only that, but where I am right now is my greatest good. That God is has so intentionally placed me right where I am because he loves me and because he has good things for me, and those good things are himself and the gift of his holy spirit and the ways all the ways that he's going to sanctify me. So thank you all for joining me today. It's been such a blast. Please pray for me. Know of my prayers for you, and I'm going to pray for you right now. Here we go. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus. Lord God, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of today. We thank you always, Lord, for your mercy and your love. And we just ask, Lord, for special graces of acceptance and surrender and abandonment to the state of life that you have us all in. Please help us to accept this, Lord, and to rejoice in it and to have peace and especially to entrust to you our past and our futures and to give to you our present, Lord. Please help us to abandon ourselves to you, to trust in you, and to invite you into all of our daily actions. Please help us to grow in holiness and please anoint us anew with your Holy Spirit. We ask all these things in your name, Jesus, by your power and in your authority. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining me today. Hope you have a wonderful week. You've been listening to Revival with Tara Lauderdale.